Across the Park podcast is proud to be sponsored by Globe Gas and Heating. For the best kitchen and bathroom renovations, boiler servicing and repair, and central and underfloor heating in the Northwest, head over to globecentralheating.com and quote Across the Park for a free quote. Hello everyone, welcome back to Across the, the Across the Park podcast. Delighted to say the international break is over. Always seems like a long week, particularly this early in the season. This is our opposition preview, so delighted to be joined by Tom Canton from Gunator. Tom, thanks for joining us. Pleasure, mate. Always happy to be here. Uh, have you found the international break? Terrible. Uh, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> terrible. I can't stand uh, international football at all. I just, you know, I can get out for a World Cup or a Euros, but you know, these qualifiers and nations leagues and things like that, I just, yeah, I find it insufferable. And when your life is focused around football, it, yeah, it's tough, very tough. Amen, my friends. So, yeah, as I say, delighted to have Premier League football back, and we're back at Goodison, uh, 4.30 kickoff this weekend or this Sunday against. Uh, Arsenal. Now, just before we, we get into things, Tom, and the idea for any of the Blues who are watching this, or, or the Arsenal fans, or the Gunners, is we're primarily going to focus on the opposition, in this case, Arsenal. So, Tom, listen, from your point of view, massive season for you in terms of progression last season, ran Man City very close. Somewhat disappointing, I guess, but at the same time, huge progression under Mikel Arteta. Good start as well, would you say, apart from the slight blip against Fulham? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there was a, a quite a bit of a meltdown, I think, from the Arsenal fan perspective after the the Fulham result. But I mean, in essence, Arsenal have you know have gone unbeaten in the first four games. They've only dropped points in one. They've deserved to win every single one of the games they've played. You know, so it's it, all the signs of, of positivity are there. If they beat Everton this weekend, if they win the North London derby the week after, it would be a better start than the first six games of last season so that kind of gives some context as to kind of the the record that Arsenal are looking to achieve this uh the start of this season but of course the record that we've got at Everton is very bad so uh that's certainly going to be in the minds of uh of Arteta and the players yeah that, that that's slight encouragement for us but I wouldn't say it's any more than that at this stage we've obviously had a, an extremely tough time not just the start of the season but most of last season, um, but again, just just going back to you guys from you know from the first four 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 or so games, have there been any differences you've seen in this the Arsenal team this year versus last year? You've obviously pointed to the difference in points tallies, but anything in particular? Yeah, well, I started the season by trying to structurally change things quite a bit. You know, Granit Xhaka obviously left in the summer for Leverkusen and, and that left quite a hole in the 11 because he was so big for us. Seven goals, seven assists last year across all competitions. And we brought in Kai Havertz, who has been divisive, to say the least, uh, with Arsenal fans. Uh, there's been some good things. You know, he had a good game against Crystal Palace and was really important to that victory. It's what he did off the ball uh, and, of course, was... Yeah was very, very different to that performance against both Fulham and, and Man United where he didn't have the best of games at all. And to be honest, it was against Fulham in particular and actually I, I suppose more so against Man United. It really was a case of we need to get this guy off the field because you need to protect him in some senses. You know, he had that air shot 
Um, he gave the ball away to Ericsson, which led to Man United's first goal. The the penalty that wasn't given, that could have been a really big moment if he'd have won that penalty, mm. you know, and if he'd have scored the, the opportunistic shot in the first half that he sadly missed here as well. That could have been big for his confidence. But whether he plays in this game uh, on Sunday, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, Arteta tried to change formations with Partey. Right back, he's now injured, so won't be available. And I think we will go back to the usual... Uh, of Ben White at right back and Gabriel comes back into the defence in Chenko and, and Saliba. So Partey being out, I think, will probably please Arsenal fans in some ways because it means the structure returns to something akin to what we saw last mm. season. But missing Partey is a big miss because he is a huge player for us. Sure. Just just touching or going back briefly to the, the very start of the season, you obviously lost Julian Timber really, really early, which seemed to mm. be a big... You know, well, obviously it was a big loss. It was a huge signing for you in the summer. There's been a little bit of indifference, it seems, from the Arsenal fans in terms of opinion of who plays in his position, you know, long-term or certainly throughout the season. Where do you stand on that? And I guess, what are your options? Yeah, it was such a blow. I mean, he was my, play- he was my signing of the summer because he'd, he'd been that good. And even though he was signed playing all of the Eredivisie matches for Ajax last season at right centre-half. He came in and started at left-back. He played at right-back during pre-season as well. It certainly seems like Arteta saw him as a full-back. And with Zinchenko out, it meant that, you know, we had to use Tomiyasu uh, in the second game against Palace, who got sent off in rather harsh fashion. I think most people agree with that kind of second yellow card. Um, And then the third game against Fulham, Kivior started at left-back as well. So Mm -hmm. in the first four games, we've had four different left-backs start every single match with uh, uh, of course Zinchenko starting against Manchester United. I think Zinchenko will continue. Uh, he is the best of, of what we've got. He allows Arsenal to play the most progressive football. He's the best at inverting into kind of yeah. the midfield role that Arteta likes him to use that position for. He's on great form through the, the international break. He scored against England, of course, so that he'll be on a yeah. quite high from that result and the draw as well, which is a really big one and a big point for Ukraine who are ahead of, I think, Italy in, in the group for the yeah, quarter. Yeah. So it was a really big result for them and, and Zinchenko will ride that wave somewhat. So it's important, I think, to to see him as the starter. But that Tommy Asu had a really good international break as well. He was brilliant against Germany for Japan, playing left centre-half, though, instead of in a fullback area. And Kivio actually scored for, for Poland, but it was sadly ruled out against Romania. So they've all had kind of really interesting international breaks, but it will be Zinchenko that starts there. Fair enough. Speaking of another player who's... who's... Probably got a more difficult um, journey back. He played for Brazil or played a, a part of the game for Brazil last night, Gabriel Jesus. Obviously, and Eddie Nketiah has come in. Last season, he came in to kind of fill the boots of um, Jesus, but he seems to be competing more as, you know, like for like, not like for like, but he's certainly competing for that shirt this year. Where do you stand on Jesus or Nketiah or is it, you know, is it, is it horses for courses? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because obviously Jesus came on against United and scored and Nketiah had a really good game despite not contributing a goal or an assist, but he obviously was involved in the build-up for the quick uh, Erdegaard goal in response to yeah. Rashford's opener. Uh, it was a really good passing move that led to that goal and I think that Arteta would, I think it'd be harsh on Nketiah to, to kind of drop him for, for Jesus, mm. but Arteta loves Jesus so much and really appreciates kind of all the technical ability and the link-up play that he brings that Nketi doesn't necessarily have. That said, you know, he has showed more of his link-up so far at the start of this season and his finishing has looked good as well at times. So it is tough. I think I think we started Nketiah at Goodison last year because Jesus was yeah. injured. So Jay, we didn't have Jesus for that game. I think either could play and it wouldn't necessarily be a, a controversial choice if either... Mm 
did start. The only controversial thing would be maybe a slightly bit harsh on on Enketia um, to yeah. drop him for this one. Um, yeah, it's it's. T- I spoke to him after the Emirates Cup game, uh, and I said because he was being asked questions by the other journalists in the mix zone about how you know are you going to fill in for Jesus? How do you feel about stepping into his shoes? And he uh, must get sick of being asked about yeah. just being the guy to step in. You know, exactly, I, I, yeah. asked him, I asked Jesus after the game against United, saying, you know, we we spoke to your your competitor and said, you know, you, how are you about filling in, stepping into to Jesus' shoes? But Jesus was like, you know, the competition is there. It's it's designed to kind mm. of you know make us both better, and he relishes it. So sure. it's a good environment. Yeah, definitely. I, I guess the the big factor, as I alluded to at the start, there might be the travel for Jesus. I think the their game was the early hours last night. Whether he's a little bit artist, I might feel he's a little bit jaded from that. I, I don't know, but I agree mm. with you. I think they both got something to offer, certainly, and. I think that certainly puts you in a much stronger position. Not that Nketiah wasn't there last season, but I get the feeling that he was very much on the periphery and wasn't really seen as genuine competition. Whereas the fact you haven't gone out there and sought out another number nine does suggest that Arteta sees him as someone who can who can you know push him for the place, which I think will only be a positive for you guys. Um, obviously, you touched on the fact that you've not been particularly successful at Goodison down the years. How do you think you can be successful this Sunday? What What's the approach to to go and get all three points, which I know you'll be not only going for, but I guess to a certain extent expecting. Yeah, I think it would be fair to say that Arsenal, you know, go into this game expecting to try and get those three points. That's not to discredit Everton. It's just Arsenal, if they're going to win the league, have got to win these types of games. And the only team that they should really be looking at and going, we could probably afford to drop points against is Man City. And there may be a way at United or Anfield, places like that, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's, it's tricky to to look back it was tricky to look back at the last I think five meetings and I did go back through them all this week to try and look at the reasons as to why Arsenal lost those games and every single one of those games included a goal that either came from a cross or from a set piece and that has been Arsenal's real vulnerability when going to Everton and not just at Everton but you know in in countless seasons we've been vulnerable from corners and and balls going into the box and so if we are going to have any you know, I hope of trying to nullify that threat again this year. It's going to be a case of trying to initially stop the crosses as best we can. And when they do come into the box, inevitably, it's having players like Gabriel to add the height and the physicality we need to kind of clear mm-hmm. things away. There's an argument to start Kai Havertz in this one, even though he's been struggling because he's got that height to be able to clear things away. And he did uh, a couple of clearances, I think, against Man United, which were important. Yeah. So there's, I think that's the key part of it is if you can stop the balls into the box, then you've got the best chance of, of of keeping the clean sheet, which has always been tricky. But Arsenal, ironically, away from home, despite the poor record against Everton, away from home, Arsenal have been better as a side than they are at home in keeping clean sheets. So there's you know there's two forces here fighting against one another, and I'm not yeah. sure which one will come out on top this time. I think the interesting one for me, just I agree with what you're saying in terms of the, the game could be decided by set pieces one way or the other. The interesting one for me is the midfield battle. You touched on Grant Jacker obviously going out in the summer. Mm. Thomas Partey is is looked, you know, he's looked at the real deal again at the start of the season. For me, and again, I don't I don't watch him as much as you. He can be a little bit hot and cold. One day he can run the show and you think, wow, what a worldie. And you know, he, he literally could could step into any team the next. He seems to go missing a little bit. Army field can can be a little bit like that, but and we've we've, we've got three players in there, and Arna Decore and Ghana Guy, who will all think that on their day they can play in a top side, but again they're not consistent enough. I certainly think at the weekend or at Sunday we'll look to try and win that midfield battle and make that a real foundation for for, for the game. It, 
who who do we expect to see in, in there for you guys? Because you've got like again with the Havertz combination, he's he's dropped in and played as a ten, hasn't he? That maybe means Odegaard drops a little bit deeper. What would you like to see at Goodison given the three that we've got in there? And I think that was one of the big reasons of, again of you winning last year was you know Sean Dyche. I think it was his first game, and he went with those three, and and you won yeah. the midfield battle, and you you know competed Arsenal in the middle thirds, and and won the second balls, and and Arsenal were kind of stumped in, and yeah. I suppose interrupted it a lot in what they wanted to do. Declan Rice good. has obviously come in and has been astonishingly yeah. good. Um, you know, you you pay a lot of money for players. Yeah. 100 plus million pounds and immediately there's pressure and Arsenal haven't got the best record of record signings doing well you know Nicolas Pepe is left <laughs> with his contract being terminated this summer so that kind of gives you an indication of our mm-hmm. luck with those but Declan Rice has been probably our best player this season um wow. he was man of the match against Palace he was man of the match against Manchester United so that's two out of four um and he alone can win those midfield battles you know, depending yeah, against one, two or three yeah. other midfielders because he's just that good. I think that Havertz will probably start because Arteta just fancies him in that position. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that he really wants that that investment to come good. You know, another big investment again and whether or not it works. The only other option I could see maybe coming in is Fabio Vieira who... Yeah. has been really good off the bench for us this season. He came off the bench against Fulham and got two assists, if you count winning a penalty as an assist, fantasy-wise, you might. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he got a great pass into the box for Nketiah. He won the penalty for the equaliser. And then, obviously, he set up Gabriel Jesus against Manchester United and looked good again in that game from the bench. And a lot of fans have said, well, Havertz is really struggling. This guy is putting in the performances. Give him a chance, sure. you know. So it'd be one of Havertz or Vieira, but I think I lean towards it more likely being Havertz. What what does that again? I don't want to get too much into Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher tactics or whatever. But what does that? What does your shape look like in that instance? Does does Partey still play as a holder alongside Declan Rice? Injured, and have, so I was Partey out. Yeah, completely yeah, 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 so it'll be Declan Rice on his own, and then one of Havertz or Vieira and Odegaard in in the three. Fair enough. And, and I guess with the inverted fullback, you, you have got a better chance of winning that mm. midfield battle, if you like, and picking up more of them second balls because you've got more bodies in there. Yeah, I think, you know, Ben White does really well in kind of becoming the extra midfielder t- at times, more so in, in, a, in a wider role to support Saka. But what you often see is is, is the two attacking midfielders last season with Xhaka Odegaard. This season it'll be Havertz and Odegaard pushing forwards. And then Rice will be flanked by Zinchenko and White with Saliba and Gabriel yeah. sitting. And that creates kind of a suffocating effect onto the opponents so they can't get out of their own defensive third. And Arsenal can yeah. kind of pass around the box until they find that that, that pass is going to cut things open. And, and that's been what's been so successful about the chance creations this season. But it's usually come from when Arsenal were the quickest. So if... Everton are able to kind of break up the play early in the move or suffocate Arsenal to just doing those little passes from outside the box. That's the best chance that they've got in stopping those attacks. If you allow Arsenal to pass quickly and find space, that's when they'll be at their most dangerous. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. going to be a really, really tactical battle, I think, this one. Yeah, I agree. And I, I completely agree with you in terms of not allowing you to get those quick breaks. I think if you if you allow Martinelli in particular and Saka to get 1v1 against them full-backs, regardless of who the full-back is, I think you've got a real tough, tough task on your hands. But yeah, listen, that, that's, um, no, that, that's perfect. Just obviously I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you for a prediction. I don't expect you to sit on, your, on the fence here. Give us, your, give us your prediction for Sunday. 
it's so tough because we're so bad at Goodison Park. Um, I, obviously, I will be optimistic and I'll, I'll say 2-0. The only reason I'd say clean sheet is because our record away from home with clean sheets is really good. Um, if we were playing at home, I'd probably say something like 3-1 because we usually concede. So uh, I'll go 2-0. Um, but yeah, that first goal is, is massive. If Arsenal get it, you know, it, it, you never know. If, if Everton get it, it's going to be, yeah, Fulham and Fulham time again, I think. I said exactly that today when I was asked about it, that the first goal is so important, particularly to us. I think, you know, if we do get that first goal, we've got half a chance. And I only say half a chance because I, I still fancy you guys to score. Um, but I, I completely agree. And I know it's cliche that the first goal is important, but I think it, particularly under Sean Dyche and, and when you're playing a team that is that is strong as you guys are, I think the first goal will be vitally important for us the weekend. I'm probably going to lean towards a 1-1 if you're going to ask me from my head point of view. I think I think we will get the first goal, but I don't think we'll quite be strong enough to, to keep you out. Um, my heart's telling me another Sean Dyche. Um, I wouldn't call it master master plan, but Sean's H1-0. Uh, I'd be delighted with that. Are you, are you coming up yourself, Tom? Um, I might be doing uh, the things that they do at the ground beforehand. So, yeah, I, I, will be, I will be out there. Great. Well, I'll catch you in the fan zone because we're doing some bits in the fan zone before the game. But Perfect. Thanks again, Tom, for coming on. Uh, anyone who's who's interested in Arsenal News wants to follow their stuff. You've got the Guna Talk TV there. You've got Tom's Instagram handle there as well. Um, I'll tag you in the, the videos afterwards, Tom. Really appreciate your time, mate. I'd say best of luck this weekend. I wouldn't mean it, but best of luck for the season and hopefully you can push City close again. If not, go one step better. Likewise. Good friends with Kev Campbell, so he'll be hoping that you stay up as well. Super Kev, yeah, we've had him on a few times, tough fella. <laughs> and yeah, cheers, mate. Take care. Pleasure.